Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 95 of the podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm going to be talking about Kevin Garnett being inducted into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame, along with Kobe Bryant, RIP, and rival power forward Tim Duncan. For me personally, Kevin Garnett is one of the best basketball players I have ever seen. I've watched him in his six years with the Celtics. I saw almost every game Kevin Garnett played as a member of the Boston Celtics. Here are his career stats 17.8 points per game, 10 rebounds per game, a 15 time All Star, 2004. He won MVP. 2008, he won Defensive Player of the Year. That same year, he was an NBA champion. He scored over 26,000 points. That's 18th all-time. Over 14,600 rebounds. That's 9th all-time. Over 3,100 blocks. That's 18th all-time. And over 1,800 steals, which is 18th all-time. So this guy did it all. He scored. He played defense. He blocked shots. He rebounded the basketball. Kevin Garnett was an absolute great player who could do anything on the basketball court. Defensively, for me, is where he made his biggest mark, especially for that 2008 Celtics. The other two superstars on that team were Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. They became really good defenders because of Kevin Garnett in my opinion. He was the absolute motor for that defensive team that all became pretty good defenders with Rajon Rondo, Kendrick Perkins, again, Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. But Kevin Garnett came in as a great defender and that year he had his best season on defense. That's probably the best defensive season I've ever witnessed from a player. All year round, you knew that guy from the get-go was going to be named Defensive Player of the Year. I think a big part of his defense was just his energy that he brought to the court. I mean, even from the beginning of the get-go, He sweats within the first three minutes of a basketball game, and you're watching him going like, oh yeah, I'm all in as a fan, so I know his teammates are all in. I think he gets teammates to be invested on the defensive side of the court, which I think, especially in today's NBA, is a tough thing to do. But I also find fascinating about Kevin Garnett, and it's the one similarity he has with LeBron James. I feel like he is a reluctant scorer, and the only reason he scored a lot of points is because he was the best player on his team. If he wanted to, he could have scored more, but he sacrificed after joining the Celtics. With the Timberwolves, he averaged 19.8 points per game. Once he became a Boston Celtic, he averaged 15.8 points per game, a loss of four points. He could have been nearly a 20-point scorer. It's something many basketball players are chasing, but no, he was willing to sacrifice his points to compete and win a championship. I mean, how many Many Hall of Fame players who've won an MVP in the past would take third fiddle when it comes to scoring on that Celtics team. I mean, he let Ray Allen and Paul Pierce average more points than him. This is a guy who was MVP just four years prior. I don't think a lot of guys would be willing to take a lesser role like that, especially when he wasn't even that old when he joined the Celtics. He was 31 years of age. And during his entire time with the Boston Celtics, you wanted him to take more shots because when he did score the ball, he could score it at a very efficient rate. I also found his mid-range game to be both brilliant and also hilarious because Kevin Garnett was 
unwilling to take three-point shots. I think if he came out in today's NBA, coaches would force Kevin Garnett to take more jumpers like they do Brooke Lopez. Like, I think Kevin Garnett would have been a very decent, above-average three-point shooter if he had chosen to do so. But because he came back in the old-school NBA where you attack the basket and you don't shoot freeze because you're a big man. I think that's why he was unwilling to do so. Also, when I think about Kevin Garnett, I think he was one of the last guys who really cared about team loyalty. Like, he did not want to leave the Minnesota Timberwolves after 12 seasons with them to join the Boston Celtics. He did not want to ditch his middling, struggling team to join a new team. I mean, think about that in today's NBA, where Anthony Davis demands out of the Pelicans and gets on the Lakers. Kevin Garnett was not willing to do so. He basically had to be forced out of Minnesota. I I mean, he really is one of those true old school basketball players where he cares about team loyalty and player loyalty. Think about how mad he got when Ray Allen ditched the Celtics to join the Miami Heat. Kevin Garnett still cares about that kind of thing. Today, he cares about loyalty. And I, for one, maybe I find that a little too harsh towards Ray Allen, but I do appreciate that he cares about loyalty. Stephon Marbury leaving the Minnesota Timberwolves really hard. He took Ray Allen leaving the Boston Celtics really hard. This guy wanted you to be a member of his team for life. I mean, he has that feeling of the guy who takes his career very personally. Like, there is no separation between him for basketball and life. They're a mixture of the two. When he played in the NBA, he was 100% obsessed with basketball. It seems like the way he felt about somebody on the basketball court was the exact same way he was going to feel about them off the court. As much as I love Kevin Garnett, and he is one of my absolute favorite players, there is one main issue I have with him his career. I think he played three or four years too long in the NBA. Like after his first year with the Brooklyn Nets, he became a less player. I'm sorry. That's what happened. It is really sad to see one of your favorite basketball players not be able to have a huge impact on the game anymore. In those last few years, Kevin Garnett was just another person. He was just another guy on the court. There was no meaning to him being in the game anymore. I mean, I thought his second stint with the Minnesota Timberwolves was kind of embarrassing. Like, he shouldn't have been playing basketball at that point. He is one of the best power forwards of all time. And while I'm thinking about it, I feel the exact same way about the end of Dirk Nowitzki's career with the Dallas Mavericks. He played three or four years too long. If you're not the Dirk I grew up with, I don't want to see you out there, Dirk. The same with Kevin Garnett. The Kevin Garnett I grew up with was a great defensive player who was a really good offensive player as well. I want to see that guy. I want to see that high energy Kevin Garnett, not that elder guy who can barely play anymore. I like the idea of Allen Iverson refusing to be a role player more than I like the idea of Kevin Garnett playing three or four years too long. Allen Iverson, because my last memory of him is him being a really good dominant scorer. He did not want to be anything less than what I grew up him being, which was Allen Iverson. You don't want to see your star players not be star players anymore. I'm sorry. Maybe that's selfish, but selfishly, the Kevin Garnett I grew up watching was not the 
the one I saw in his last basketball memory. Like, he does not have a great finale moment. I wanted Kevin Garnett's career to end the same way Tim Duncan did, where he took a backseat to another great player in Kawhi Leonard and was still able to make an impact on the court. That's not what happened with Kevin Garnett. He was traded to Brooklyn with Paul Pierce, and they were a veteran-laden team, and then he started to deteriorate and was no longer able to compete for a championship or even get in the NBA playoffs. That would be my biggest issue with his career was the way that it ended. But the highlight of his career for me is what he did to change the culture of the Boston Celtics. The year before he got there, they were one of the worst teams in the NBA. And how quickly that team turned it around and won an NBA championship in his first season there. That was the first year I really watched basketball. And his impact on the court was monumental. He was like a mythical figure to me that first few seasons with the Boston Celtics. His play, how he acted. I became obsessed with basketball mainly because of Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. Like that big free era to me is my favorite era I've had watching the NBA ever. And it will probably never be replaced in my mind as the time where I fell in love with basketball. I also think if Kevin Garnett did not get hurt his second year with the Boston Celtics, they might have been able to win a second championship. Or if Kendrick Perkins had not got hurt during the 2010 NBA Finals against the Lakers. I think a lot of people say that that big three should have won more than one NBA championship. As much as I love that NBA championship, I agree with that. But I think health became one of the biggest reasons why that big three wasn't able to win more. I mean, this was not LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade coming together in their prime. This was three guys who had each tried to have playoff success on their own. They were in their 30s. They came together. They probably had a window to win one or two championships, and they won that one championship. And I will never feel again how I felt when that team won an NBA championship. That is maybe my favorite sports team of all time is the 2008 Boston Celtics. That is the team I watched as I began to fall in love with basketball, and that team will forever be my favorite Celtics team, and Kevin Garnett is a huge force on that team. That starting five is my favorite starting five of all time. You have a pass-first point guard and Rajon Rondo. You have the greatest shooter ever at two-guard in Ray Allen. You have a great two-way player. He became one because of Garnett and Paul Pierce. Then you had Garnett, and then you had a center in Kendrick Perkins who knew his role was to be a rebounder and really good on defense. I loved how Kendrick Perkins never tried to be a really good scorer. And I love how Kevin Garnett basically helped mentor and turn Rondo and Perkins into impact players. People seem to forget how dominant that team was on defense. Remember when the Houston Rockets came in with a 22-game win streak? Yeah, they were without Yao Ming, but Tracy McGrady was leading them to 22-game win streak. And the Boston Celtics shut them down. 
not only did that team have Kevin Garnett, they also had James Posey, who was a really good defender, and one of the best perimeter defenders of all time in Tony Allen. That team could play defense perk, and Garnett was the defensive anchor to that team. I mean, thinking back on it, has a player ever had a better first year with a team ever? So Kevin Garnett joins the Boston Celtics. He immediately has an impact. He wins Defensive Player of the Year. They win an NBA championship. I mean, I would put his first year with the Boston Celtics up with any first year with a team of any other athlete. I've never seen an impact like that so quickly. It was like one minute the Celtics were bad, then Garnett and Allen come to town, and they are a dominant team of the Eastern Conference. Yeah, the playoffs were a little dicey. I mean, that team could not win on the road during that playoffs. I mean, they went seven games against the Hawks. They went seven games against the Cavs. They went six games against the Pistons. I remember that Celtics Pistons series so well. And of course, we remember game six against the Lakers when Kevin Garnett said anything is possible. It's still one of the best playoff moments I've ever experienced as a fan. My fandom was in full force that day. Think about the impact that the big three had on basketball moving forward. I mean, Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce proved that you can come together as superstars and win an NBA title. That's why the Miami Big Three was formed. LeBron, D-Wade, Bosch. I mean, that 2008 Celtics is basically the beginning of the super team era in basketball that basically reigned for a good 10 years. It basically is one of the reasons why Kevin Durant joined with the Golden State Warriors. If that team did not work out, I don't think a lot of teams would have mimicked that idea of bringing veteran basketball players who had had success on their own to form these super teams. I think because that Celtics team worked so well other teams were eager to copy and that's exactly what they did I mean, Garnett was really the first big man to sacrifice his stats in order to win a championship. We've seen that a lot since. I mean, Chris Bosh has done it. Kevin Love has done it. But it was Kevin Garnett who kind of paved the way for this idea. I think Garnett realized that if he sacrificed his stats in order to win a championship, it would do wonders for his legacy. Think about how much impact winning that ring has had on his career. How many times I've seen him say anything is possible. I don't think we would look at Kevin Garnett in the same fashion if it were all stats. Like if he had had a career where he averaged 20 points, 11 rebounds, but he didn't have a championship. Winning matters in the NBA and that winning that 2008 championship definitely cemented his legacy as one of the best power forwards of all time. I think it's impressive that he went from being the best player on the Timberwolves for a decade and then was willing to be a part of a big three with Ray and Paul. I mean, nowadays we see it all the time, but back then it was uncommon. I think what I loved about Kevin Garnett's career the most is that he was still able to be as dominant with the Celtics as he was with the Timberwolves without being the leading scorer. Like his presence was 
felt. That first three seasons with the Boston Celtics, he was a force to be reckoned with. He was still making all-star games. He was defensive player of the year. You knew he was a great player. He didn't need to go out there and score 30 points for you to notice Kevin Garnett is on the basketball court and what impact he was having on the games. I feel like so many times we watch basketball games and we think to ourselves, wow, that's a great player because he scored a ton of points. You can watch Kevin Garnett and feel the greatness without him going out there and scoring a lot of points. That's what I love most about Kevin Garnett's career. I mean, I also love that every once in a while with the Celtics, he would come out and score 30. I mean, because he had that in his pocket, like that he could score at will if he wanted to, but he was in it to win it with the Celtics. That's what I love most about Kevin Garnett. He was willing to do whatever it takes for them to win. I mean, one of my saddest days as a basketball fan was when KG and Paul Pierce were traded away to the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, that was a sad day for me. Those were the two players that basically got me to love basketball. I mean, I was upset the year before when Ray Allen left, but that offseason was particularly harsh because Garnett left, Ray Allen left, and oh, by the way, Doc Rivers became the head coach of the LA Clippers. I mean, the three people that were the main reasons why I love basketball were leaving my Boston Celtics. There will never be a time where I feel about certain players the way I felt about Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce. I idolize them. I worship them. They're the reasons I still watch basketball today. I would not love basketball the way I do if it were not for Kevin Garnett. I mean, one of the reasons I love basketball so much is that one guy can have so much impact. I mean, there's only 12 guys. There's five on the court. Kevin Garnett had immense impact on the game of basketball, whether it was defensively or offensively. I had never seen a basketball player impact a game like he did. It was insane to watch. It got me into basketball because, again, it showed that one guy could really make an impact on that. Sport like no other sport can do that. I mean, yeah, you can have a great quarterback, you can have a great hitter, but Kevin Garnett could dominate a game of basketball. He could join a last place Celtics team, and in his first year, they could win 60 plus games and win an NBA title. That's the impact that Kevin Garnett had on the Boston Celtics. I mean, yeah, it was along with Ray Allen, but a huge impact was made by Kevin Garnett. The Celtics do not win that championship without Kevin Garnett. Not only did he change them on the court he changed the culture of the team entirely the last thing I'll say about Garnett he is definitely in my mind a top five power forward and a top three of his era alongside Dirk and Tim Duncan I mean watching basketball today without Garnett without Dirk and without Tim Duncan it's not the same game because basically those three guys were in the playoffs or in the conference finals or in the NBA finals each of the first 10 years I watched basketball. I mean, think about all three of them basically were winning a lot of the time, especially in that first six-year window where I watched Garnett with the Celtics. They won a championship. Dirk won a championship against the Heat. Tim Duncan won a championship against the Heat. And sadly, if you watch the NBA today, it doesn't feel like those guys have been replaced. I mean, there's the LaMarcus Aldridge's of the world. He's a fine player, but he's not Garnett. 
Garnett, Dirk, or Tim Duncan. I mean, those type of bigs are not there anymore. The best players on basketball teams right now are guards and great three-point shooting. I mean, that was the end of an era with the Garnets, the Dirks. The Tim Duncans of the worlds don't exist anymore. I mean, the big men just do not have the same impact that they have on the game. Maybe that will reverse itself. Maybe, again, maybe big men will rise again. But that era, that's the era I love most. And basically, the best face of that era to me was Kevin Garnett. He was a big that could do anything. He can score. He can play defense. He can steal the ball. He can block shots. He could do whatever it takes to win basketball games. And he was going to make his presence felt. That's the type of big I want to return to the NBA. But I'm glad that Kevin Garnett is joining the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame because I could not think of anyone more worthy of that induction. I can't wait for the day for Paul Pierce to join him. Ray Allen's already in the Hall of Fame. I cannot wait for all three members of the 2008 Celtics to be in the Hall of Fame. That big three for me is my favorite trio of players ever. With Kevin Garnett being a key member of it, I don't think there will ever be another Kevin Garnett. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dead Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. So please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>